Let's face it, hindsight is twenty twenty, And this week, my guest, Barry McGlidity, looks back at the early days of his business and outlines three processes he wished he had implemented earlier on. Curious as to what they were? You'll have to listen to the episode. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox from Roundpeg, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, I am really excited. I'm going to be talking to Barry Maglidity, and Barry is the founder and director of an organization called The Game Changers. He is a peak performance coach based in Perth, Australia. It's morning for him and it's not for me, but Barry, I'm having another cup of coffee. I'm hoping you're having your first. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Lorraine. Barry, as I was looking at your website and looking at a lot of the work that you guys are doing, trying to facilitate sustainable and heart-based change and working with small business owners and sharing advice, I was really taken with all the different things that you've done. How did you kind of come to this line of work and to start this organization? Uh, Look, long story short, I started uh, my first business back when I was 17 and a half, 18 years old in the kitchen and bathroom manufacturing game. It was something that I'd been passionate about with and, and I've been on the tools for a long time. Um, but back then was very rebellious and <laughs> didn't like to take instructions or order from anyone else. And uh, I started my business and in about four years, we grew it to $2.2 million. Um, and basically I'd grown myself a prison cell. I had an organization that heavily relied upon me to operate 15 staff that heavily relied upon me to make decisions. And I'd created this this business, but essentially it was just a full-time job that was paying me a lot less than what I get working for someone else, costing me a lot more time. And so, you know, through that process and coming out the other side of that, I wanted to start to kind of work out how I'd messed things up so bad and um, never at all planned to be, you know, a business performance coach or have a business performance coaching organization, more so just to learn the psychology behind how my decisions and how my actions had to create that situation for myself because, in the beginning, I wanted to create a business that allowed me to have time to spend with my family and my friends and uh, be around a bit more often than what my father was for me growing up. And yet I managed to create the complete opposite of that. So I was like, okay, there's something, there's something a bit suspicious here. I need to learn uh, learn what's going on and learn about it. And, and here we are uh, nine and a half, ten years later after exiting that business. And, you know, we've, we've helped thousands of companies around the world to grow more profitably and, and remove the business owner from being involved in, in the business to, for them to make the money. Awesome. Which actually leads me to what I really wanted to talk about today were some of the lessons that you've learned. You had a great blog post on your website, thegamechangers.com.au, and I'm going to encourage people to drop by and look at the podcast and read some of the posts. But you wrote about three processes that you wish you had implemented earlier when you started your business. And I'd love to talk about those three things. So what was the first thing? thing that you really felt like you wish you had focused on earlier that probably would have freed you up a little bit? Uh, Certainly a process of managing cash. I think business owners typically rely way too heavily on their accountant or their bookkeeper to tell them how their business performance is going. And it's not really, you know, accountants' roles are more so to look in the past and to mitigate, um, you know, to to oversee uh, obligations and and mitigate tax and so forth. And their their role is not really around looking forward into a business and how to redistribute those funds or invest those funds. And I think a lot of business owners get 
overwhelmed with looking at a profit loss report or a balance sheet. And so therefore they kind of put their head in the sand and figure, well, if we sell enough stuff, we must be making money, we're doing okay. I think good cash, good simple cash management is certainly one of the best things you can put in place as a first and foremost practice into your business. That is so true. I had someone once tell me that running your business just by looking at your balance sheet and your income statement was like driving a car looking in your rear view mirror. You knew exactly what was behind you, but you had no idea what was on the road ahead or whether or not you were prepared for it. Yeah. Look, one of the best ways we found to do this and most simplest is um, we've been running a similar methodology for a long time up until I, I found a book called Profit First by Mike McCallowitz. And that explained the same process that, that I'd come across and been using for many, many years. But the main added benefit is that in there, it shows an index of essentially how your business should be operating based on the size of revenue you're doing. And it's a very, very simplistic way that any business owner, even if they don't know how to read a profit and loss of balance sheet, can implement his strategy and you know, with, within a couple of days have complete clarity around how their financial aspect of the business is performing. Wow. Okay, well, we will include a link to that book in the show notes because I think that's something that a lot of my audience and maybe I need to read as well. All right, so you've got your first process, which is around cash management strategy. What's the second process you really wish that you'd had earlier on? Uh, a process around attracting quality and qualified leads. Uh, my original business, we grew to, to a couple million dollars a year turnover with zero marketing spend. We didn't invest a single cent on marketing, meaning that all of our jobs were referral based. And although it was a very strong and profitable way to grow, uh, when the industry started tightening up, we had no idea how to market for new work because we'd never learnt that. And I think a lot of businesses make the mistake of just relying on word of mouth and never learning marketing or having to learn marketing because at the moment things are going well for them, but they neglect what things might be like in the future. Mm -hmm. And so I think the second process is certainly a process around how to attract quality A-grade leads or, or quotes or appointments and how to be able to convert those into into clients. Because if your business is doing under $500,000 per annum, 80% of your focus should be on this element alone. Mm-hmm. And over that half million dollar mark, you should have this process in place working. You know, the best time to invest in marketing is when you're already busy, busy because you have the money to, to, to invest in marketing and because you have the time to play around with creative, innovative things that may or may not work. You can also be a little bit selective, you know, when you're always looking for that next job and hoping that that next job comes along, you end up taking a lot of projects that maybe you don't love. And that I think is when you start to feel a little more trapped. Whereas if you have a good solid base and you have a steady influx of leads, you have an opportunity to maybe say, you know what? that project I don't want to do. Yeah. And, and even to put your prices up, you know, because you don't necessarily need the work, which allows you to obviously make more money and allows your company to be a lot healthier. Absolutely. It took me a while to learn that it was okay to keep raising my prices. <laughs> you would think that's pretty obvious, but it, it did take me a while because I was always like, oh, but you know, they need me. This girl's got to eat. I'm, I've gotten over that. Yeah. It is a common issue. Um, like I often say that I don't ever believe we have business problems. I believe we have personal problems that get expressed through our business. And I see so many business owners that just don't value, value themselves at their core, which is what prevents them from putting prices up and makes excuses why they're not able to do it. And I think that, you know, if, if you know that you're good at what you do and you provide a good service, be okay to charge the right price for that. Mm-hmm. Last, pro- last process that you wish you had implemented earlier. Yeah. Uh, a process around implementing new systems. 
a common thing that I see amongst business owners is that they get to a position where their business plateaus or it gets too complex. They know they need to implement systems and processes, yet 99% of the time the business owner is actually not the right person to do it. A, because they're not detailed inclined. Generally speaking, the visionary is, is more of a um, big picture thinker. And number two is, is if they were to create the systems, they'll either make them way too complicated or they'll lose steps out because they're just you know uh, unconsciously competent around doing what they already do. And so one thing I learned very, very early on is that if I was to create a process around how do we systemize the different roles, different aspects, different tasks of our business, and how do we create automation behind those, i.e. like reminders for the team members to use the process and systems, as I hire staff members, they could create the systems for me rather than me being bogged down. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I can't hire a new staff member because I haven't put systems in the role. Well, no, hire them, teach them on the role. But before you teach them the role, teach them how to document a system. And that was how we've now been able to build our business to uh, you know, operate without me needing to be involved. If I was to take off for three months tomorrow um, and not pick up my phone, not pick up my computer, I would get back in three months and we would be, be, be we would have grown more than where we are right now, served our clients exceptionally well because of this engine and it's the exact same thing that we've helped all of our clients implement as well. Well, it's really interesting when you get to a place and you have an employee who comes to you and says, your system for doing this doesn't work or doesn't work as well. Can I change it? And the first time that somebody said that to me, it, it kind of took me back. I was like, well, that system always worked. And then you have to get to that moment where you're like, yeah, it works when I'm here to keep running it. But if I, as you said, if I want to get out of the business, you have to let people do that. That is a yeah. great suggestion. The business needs change as well. Like what the business needs when it's doing $100,000 a year versus a million dollars a year are very different. So those systems need to be updated. Absolutely. Barry, this is great. I cannot believe how quickly we have whipped through the time. Thank you so much for taking a little bit of time and chatting with me today. You're so very welcome. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. If you have enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to know more about Barry's organization, there'll be a link to the Game Changers in the show notes. And if you've enjoyed today's conversation, Go ahead, binge another one. They're short. Invite a friend to listen with you, leave a review, and be sure to come back next week. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.